Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. <laughs> and this is Plugin Missing. Muffin Films and Salad Fingers, Homestar Runner and Mondo Media, Adam Films and Metalocalypse, Happy Tree Friends and What the Hell is Flash Animation Anyway. Warning, not affiliated with Adobe. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Plugin Missing, the Flash Animation Flashback Podcast, where John and I watch the Flash animations, webtoons, and shorts that we grew up watching in the halcyon days of yore, the early 2000s. We're in the middle of our first season now, which is focused on Homestar Runner. John, what exactly are we looking at today? So today we're watching Strong Bad's email number 53, comic, and it's the premiere of the Teen Girl Squad. Awesome. Well, let's briefly revisit the headlines from 2002, <laughs> uh, December 2002 in particular. On December 2nd, the opposition movement declared a strike in Venezuela. Foes of President Hugo Chavez launched a national strike against the government and called for a referendum on the president. Very dramatic. Yeah. On December 7th, Iraq hands over weapon reports that deliver to the United Nations a 12,000-page document. Iraqi officials say it confirms that the country neither possesses weapons of mass destruction nor programs to create them. The U.S. says it will review the document before taking further actions. We know how that went. And mm -hmm. December 13th, the premiere of the classic Rob Schneider film, The Hot Chick, also starring Rachel McAdams, <laughs> Rachel McAdams Anna Ferris, and Matthew Lawrence. Yep. So out of those three, which was the most important ball? I feel like Rob Snyder's film, The Hot Chick, has become a real cultural touchstone that really oh, yeah. defined December of 2002. So oh, yeah. uh, forget about Iraq and Venezuela. Definitely <laughs> Rob Schneider. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, that's that's quite the... So I had a lot of other really depressing stuff from December 2002, and I tried desperately. Like, I had to look a whole week in the future, basically, in order to find something that wasn't, like, something about uh, Israel or something about... <laughs> You know, I, I briefly also Googled you know, what the headlines were from around this mm -hmm. time, and it was a, a lot of um, suicide attacks in the Middle East and a lot of what yeah. we remember from that time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, apparently it was exactly how we remember it, and it is exactly as it is now, so... So that's great. Well, yeah. you know what's also exactly how it was then? This clip, because that's how things work. How they it don't works. change over time. Yeah. <laughs> Segway. All right, so... Uh, this is our first Strong Bad email, uh, and I know it's kind of a strange one to start with, but, like, I figure, like, at some point in time, we could always just come back and be like, we're doing a few Strong Bad emails, and that, you know, just sort of interject in between seasons or something like that, uh, because there's so many of them. So this is Strong Bad email number 53, and it, uh, Strong Bad emails were introduced in 2001, and were originally a small feature in which Strong Bad would answer fan emails, while o often mocking the spelling and grammar. Uh, the animations were very brief at first, uh, mm. and then uh, gradually sort of expanded into very long uh, responses, uh, established numerous inside jokes, running gags, catchphrases, as well as spinoffs. And this week we're talking about one such spinoff, The Teen Girl Squad. I've got a very basic question about the Strong Bad emails, though, John, which is, are are they real fan emails that he's responding to? Do you know? I am fairly certain they are. <laughs> Uh, yes, they, they, they are, I, I'm not sure because sometimes they do feel rather, um, what is it, appropriately timed for, like, the brothers to pull off something new, but then you could right. also just pick an email, and then the way that they respond to them are often non-sequitur, you know, like, like, well, that's true. Yeah. They can come up with whatever sort of crazy stuff they want just by riffing off of it, 
any almost any email. So I think that they are fan emails, but they they're either picked to be riffed off specifically into a direction they want to go, or I mean, this is what I'm imagining. I I, right. I haven't seen like an interview with them where they're they're specifically talking about their email process. But yeah, uh, I I think I think that the emails are probably the most sort of defining part about HomestarRunner.com, at least while I watched it, and and they were uh, incredibly satisfying to watch because like they'd be released almost like you know like a serialized television show, so you'd mm-hmm. be able to like follow the emails and whenever it updated it was a big thing i I remember talking about them in school uh and then like like trying to co-opt uh the computer lab or something like that to be able to watch them so yeah yeah well let's let's talk about how this clip starts then should we okay so well the the first thing i want to talk about is that this email is being read off of the uh copy 386 uh which is first described in its premiere tune as a spectacle of graphic and sound uh paul could you describe to me the type of computer that this is i would describe it as looking old even in 2000 and uh or was this in december of 2000 yeah december of 2002 so yeah, it, it's basically referencing like the Intel three eighty six processor. Uh, specifically, like it kind of looks like a compact Desk Pro three eighty six is what what I've found online. Okay. Uh, and it has one area of interactivity that the uh, watcher, the viewer, the the player. I don't I don't know what to call somebody who interacts with these things because the emails are oftentimes like interactive in some way. Uh, but you can click the wheel at the bottom and it changes the computer screen from being black to blue. Uh, so it, it represents the contrast of like an old uh, an old computer. It apparently has 18 levels of granularity in contrast. So pretty high tech stuff. <laughs> Well, All right, it sure so, sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. So the strong bad email start, uh, starts in the tone of a police procedural show, and he says, "In the United States alone, someone checks their email every three seconds. This is one of them." Uh, I don't think that can be true. <laughs> I I don't think it is. Uh, I would say we have computers that check our email now, right, Paul? Like like Gmail basically only tells me whenever bills are due or somebody uh, like a real person emails me. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. So I don't really check my email that often anymore. Um, maybe once a day? I guess if everybody checks their email once a day. My my personal email, I check even less than that. Yeah, because I get notifications of anything that seems real. Otherwise, it's you know an update from yeah. someone going live on Twitch or I, I don't know, something that yeah. I don't actually want to watch anyway. Yeah. No, I've got a lot of like game sales. And I'm like, no, I own all the games now. I'm good. <laughs> um, we, we checked in all of them. Yeah. Yes. All of them. Uh, so the email content uh, is basically, uh, can you make a comment about my friends? Uh, they, uh, spelled T-E-Y, are uh, totally obsessed with you. Their names are Virginia, Joy, Kristen, Jennifer, and I would really appreciate it. Thank you, Brittany. Well, and, and, and I like how StrongBed's response completely ignores their names. So I think that's kind of <laughs> nice. Yes, he goes rah, 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 instead of their names. Although later on, uh Kristen comes back in a in a real way so uh we that's can, true yeah. we can talk about that later on um however there is an easter egg that if you c- click on the girls names mm-hmm. uh shapes appear on the screen and these shapes look like the borders of fictional u.s states oh, named after realize. each of the girls uh then clicking on virginia results in the shape of the actual u.s state virginia <laughs> Well, that's interesting. I have been watching most of the content so far on YouTube instead of through their website because the website is so 
hard to navigate. Yeah, it's 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 a relic. It's of the times. Um, I did I did watch it on the website this time because I knew it was going to be short, so I didn't have to like I I just watched it straight through a few times, right? Um, to do the notes, and uh, I think that the uh, the interactivity of it. This this is the first one that has real interactivity inside of the inside of the video and mm. and I remember how much I freaking loved it like while watching the video we'd watch it through once and then and then nobody was allowed to touch the mouse but then we'd watch it through second third fourth fifth time or whatever while like moving the mouse around the screen trying to get it to turn into like the little hand icon or like you know right. something that represented like a link was there we were looking for these easter eggs and I wasn't aware of a place to like to uh, that these were documented. So mm-hmm. it was sort of like a like a, I mean, I, by this time I wasn't really on the playground that much, but it was sort of like you know playground knowledge of like oh if you click on this then this happens in the strong bad email or you'll get this little bit of you know extra video. And so there's like three Easter eggs in this video, so we'll be able to go over those. Sorry, does that become a running theme for the oh, shorts? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The the strong bad emails in particular are very email focus, a uh, very uh, Easter egg focus. Like there, mm-hmm. there's often times like sort of even branches in it to some extent. Oh, neat. So yeah, so strong bad immediately sort of uh, pulls out uh, a pencil and starts to uh, draw a comic on some paper in front of his computer. Well, did did we gloss over how sassy his response was though? His his response was rather sassy. Um, he says appreciate, uh, instead of appreciate, because uh, of course, like, you know, misspelled it with a I C I A T E instead right. of however it's supposed to be spelled. I have no idea. <laughs> um, did you have something to add to his response? Or well, no, mostly I just really liked how he said I'd appreciate if you proofread your emails. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, well, well, that's great. I don't know how old these people sending them in are but i think any level of sass is appropriate from strong bad well i mean like most email clients have spell check come on people also mm-hmm. tey is not they just saying so strong bad pulls out a pencil starts drawing and uh then we're introduced to the lineup of our new characters the teen girl squad uh cheerleader she's uh she's shown on screen with the word cheer next to her uh and, and john the way i'm interpreting that is uh-huh. the word written by each of these people is the uh power that they have oh so yes ch- cheerleader has the power of cheering cheer yes and yep. so-and-so who has, has the power the of fashion sense okay and what's her face who's has the power of unpopularity <laughs> and the ugly one who has the power of not hygiene <laughs> of hygiene question mark um and so uh, the the sort of like journey we're about to go on here is defined by the very first phrase uh, and this is all delivered in Strong Bad's falsetto voice, mm-hmm. uh, which is, hey, gals, let's go ready to look so good. And then they all respond with the word word, word, word. Uh, where basically the word bubble just sort of attaches to each of them as they say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they move on to the to the right side and of the of the panel or whatever. And a helicopter appears above them and attacks birds that just so randomly happen to be in the back of the screen, uh, making which, which some, I think is great. Yeah, making some great like helicopter shooting noises, uh, made by Strong Bad. Uh, I, does... I love all of the sound effects in this. Like I remember, no, yeah, I remember, I remember talking about these with friends and stuff. 
Yeah. One thing for me is the helicopter in the background does draw into question the scale of the birds <laughs> that we see here because they're they're smaller than the helicopter, but not that much smaller. So is this like a, a big RC helicopter destroying the birds? Or, Unnecessary analysis of the minutia, but I, I love this gag in the background. <laughs> yeah. Or like they're all albatrosses and it's just like too many mm-hmm. albatrosses. Yeah. Um. All right. So, okay. Now let's start looking good, says Ite. the cheerleader. And then everyone says, Ite. Ite. Uh, and this is when we start getting inter- interrupted by random deaths. Um, so the first death is a, a visor robot appears and mm-hmm. zaps so-and-so's head with a laser. And Strongbad says, Voip, Voip, with an exclamation mark. And so-and-so's upper body becomes a black pile of ashes and a skull. And uh, then Cheerleader says, Kristen, you look burnt or dead. And uh, so this brings us back to these people actually have, seemingly enough, the names of the of the girls from the email. Because we know now so-and-so is Kristen. So somehow Kristen is the only named one. Uh, but Kristen's already dead, so we don't even have to think about Kristen anymore. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, John, before we get on to the rest of the deaths, though, my real question around all of this is, was Kristen's plan in order to start looking so good to get voiped? Is that <laughs> is each of these girls, like, this is their plan to start oh. looking so good? Or are these just unfortunate accidents? I have to admit like i thought absolutely nothing about the plot of this but now i'm starting to think do they have some sort of like victorian death fetish uh maybe and like you know you gotta die young so you die looking good maybe or maybe they're just poorly planned out um like like plans like like maybe she wanted a nice hot air sort of lift yeah and didn't have a blow dryer and and thought this robot could voip her yeah, and then the robot voiped her, and and it it eliminated her head. Maybe it lifted her head straight off her face. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I, I I don't like thinking about this being purposeful. I just thought it was just I, I saw this all as like strong bad getting bored halfway through, mm, that and could also, and, yeah. and then just deciding like okay, I'm just gonna kill them all off. Um. So then what's her face uh, in the next panel as they're walking to the right says, I miss Christine. Uh, and uh, I think that's the funniest line in the clip. <laughs> I think it a is strong too. way like for, forgets the name he just gave her. A yeah, before it, it absolutely is, especially since her name is Kristen. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Christine. <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah, I miss this woman that I don't even remember the name of properly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like they they got some great audio during recording, and they just forgot their line or something like that. Um, and then they just kept it in. So the the screen then shows the ugly one with numerous arrows flying through the air, uh, behind her, mm-hmm. uh, and she says, "I have a crush on every boy." Uh, and then the next panel is just okay. Paul, can you explain to me what this panel looks like? So the next panel is a bald man who I would imagine if a middle schooler drew like a stereotypical school principal, that's what they would mm-hmm. look like, sort of angry. And uh, and then uh, he seems to be vomiting arrows 
mm-hmm. two two volleys. One is entirely piercing her abdomen, like mm-hmm. twenty arrows or something, and then a second volley which appears about ready to exit his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> and and then uh, then this is my favorite. Uh, I think I said the word arrowed like a thousand times in middle and high school. Like, uh, really? Yeah, I think so. It was definitely like one of those things like arrowed. And then and then she goes, ow, my skin, <laughs> which I guess it, it would hurt your skin to get yeah. shot with 30 arrows. Yeah, it does feel more specific than necessary. But yes. Um, so then we cut to what's her face just being kicked by a dinosaur uh, and the the sort of like onomatopoeia is then punt. Uh, mm-hmm. And then what's her face says, dag, yo, which is a great line. Yeah. It is a great line. Dag, yo. I kind of want to bring like Dag back if it was ever anywhere. <laughs> I was going to say, did, did we ever have Dag? I don't know, but it, is it too beautiful for this world, or does it deserve to be brought back? Like Dag, Dag, yo. We'll do some good. further analysis and tweet it yeah. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so then the cheerleader is standing, surrounded by the headstones of so and so, the ugly one, and what's her face, mm. and she just says, "I look so good." Um, so Paul, this is where I want to get into, like, what is the possible moral of this story? <laughs> so I think the moral is that strong bad really just wanted to hit on this 13 year old and <laughs> is imagining a scenario in which he's killed off all of her friends. Is that a moral? Not really. Maybe the moral <laughs> is you don't need all your friends when you've got an overweight luchador who appears to be both middle-aged and 13 interested in you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the, that's sort of referencing the the Easter egg that you get when uh, what is it? If you click on what's her face's gravestone, mm-hmm. uh, you get another uh, get the second Easter egg here, which is basically Strong Bad in the comic style, walking from off screen to the right, uh, from the right to the left, and he says, "Whoa, hey there, cheerleader, you're looking so good. You want to take a ride with me to checkers or rallies or a." Sonic Burger, whatever you guys got here. So, like, See, I, I didn't realize that was an Easter egg because that's the default play in the YouTube oh, in the, version. Yeah, no, that's an Easter egg. Uh, otherwise, it just it just ends with uh, coming back out to Strong Bad's response. Uh, so yeah, so it, it normally just ends with "I look so good." <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, um, I I I like to think that maybe. Uh, cheerleader is being plagued by comparing herself to her friends and it takes losing her friends to realize that she's looked good all along and that she didn't need to compare herself to other people i don't know if i buy that though because no. she's the tilt the titular like cheerleader the popular one from the start yeah her friends are named the ugly one and uh no well, what's her face and so and so so and so yeah she's clearly already the protagonist yes that's true I don't know. I was just trying to come up with something. All right. I mean, so, it, it's um, better than mine. <laughs> all right. So uh, then uh, Strong Bad responds and uh, is saying, uh, I should make some crappy Xeroxes of this thing and sell it over at Bubs or at least some sort of snooty independent record store. And that's when uh, he stops typing. Uh, and so he's like, oh, that's it. No more Strong Bad emails. Nah, just kidding. Maybe. I'd imagine that these emails were probably a lot of work because they came out like almost weekly uh, for a long time. And it, and mm. it felt it felt like a lot of work for like two guys to, to come up with not just all of the writing and stuff, but then also animate it. Um, 
so yeah and a lot of these were really nice quality stuff like like i mean not like teen girl squad was obviously a series of still images but it was still very funny and must have taken them a lot of time to be able to do yeah well do you know what a bubs is yes so bubs uh he runs like the shack store uh that as far as i know doesn't sell anything uh and it's just in the middle of uh nowhere there's a what is that in universe then yeah, that's in universe. And okay. uh, however, the uh, snooty independent record store is also in universe because if you click on it, this is the last Easter egg. If you click on the words "independent record store" uh, at the end, it cuts to a photo of a z- of the zine that that, <laughs> that Strong Bad's made uh, mm. on the shelf of a record store, and um, it has the audio track of of uh, the brothers uh, Matt and Mike talking sort of riffing uh, a stereotypically snooty independent record store conversation about like, oh yeah, no, I like their early stuff, but like, you know, oh yeah, I like that album too, but that's because it's the same producer, you know, Albino, you know, that sort of stuff. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's funny, but it, 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 I also like it because as a kid who was really into sort of like weird comics and stuff like that, uh, especially, you know, high school and going into college. Uh, I, I really, I really took the sort of reference to zine culture and, uh, you know, maybe so a, a little tongue in cheek about how I feel about it. Even today is like, you know, the sort of like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go in there and, and, and look at the zines, but like, I don't own that many zines. So I obviously am not a great supporter of, <laughs> of that art form or anything. Um, but yeah. Mm. yeah, you ever read any zines, Paul? No, no, I think it's just, just, no, there's no, I, I don't think we ever had access to that kind of thing in, in Boonesboro. Oh no. Could have like, gone either. out to Fre- Yeah. I was going to say even Frederick probably didn't have that kind of local culture. I mean, we have a record store in downtown frederick that's been there for a while right um and then we have i, I guess like wonder book and video would probably be the closest to like a zine possible thing uh, there, no. there are probably some in there somewhere but as anyone who's ever been in a wonder book and video can tell you who's to say where yeah also uh shout out to wonder book and video greatest greatest shop in frederick i think personally but uh didn't they close? No, no, no. No? Oh, good. No. Uh, I mean, good. like, uh, it's one of the biggest used bookstores in America, I think. Like, I mean, like, the system of Wonder Book, not necessarily, like, the, the Frederick store. Right. Uh, if that makes any sense. Anyway. Well, th- the last thing that I, I want to poke at in here, John, is the use of the word Xerox. Yeah. Which I'm wondering, is that a joke in and of itself in... 2002 <laughs> it, it might be uh like like but i get it like i remember using uh, a xerox machine with uh five cent copying uh at my local library when i was in high school uh and that would have been post 2002 that'd be like 2005 2006 something like that okay yeah but, I, uh, I was just wondering if it's like, but is I mean, it a joke because it's it, so old but apparently yeah. not Still it does is. it does read is very old uh, like yeah. i think what we're getting from here is that strong bad is like in a way like unstuck from time <laughs> uh by about 20 years 
And that might yeah, be I, why he's really into sort of like luchador style wrestling stuff. Like it feels like the over the top, you know, 80s extreme sort of thing. And there's a lot of references to things that the, maybe the brothers uh, experienced when they were kids. And that's sort of what they're referencing and that sort of stuff. Because uh, Strong Bad definitely feels like he sort of lives within an 80s cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let's jump into some conclusions about this, Sean. What worked for you and what didn't? All right. So uh, I'm actually really surprised at how well this, this held up. I mean, like, there, there's parts of this that are like just sort of silly uh and and that's great but it didn't necessarily hit the same way but like the arrowed i still like laughed uh when i when i saw the businessmen vomiting arrows mm-hmm. uh i'm still laughing now apparently and then uh the, the also i miss christine uh <laughs> is is uh you know hit me really well i i think that what worked here was that it's setting up sort of like this weird non sequitur like universe for strong bad to just like do whatever he wants in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if we cover more of teen girl squad stuff, I think, I think it sort of grows into a a greater like motif of, uh, you know, randomality and these characters who are basically nothing like billboard type characters um, that just have stuff happen to them. Uh, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I'm also kind of surprised that this actually is before the first Trogdor cartoon. Now, now, of course, we haven't talked about Trogdor or, or anything like that. But, like, I always mm-hmm. interpreted Trogdor as being, like, the first major, like, Strong Bad email offshoot. But maybe, like, I must just be because I'm, like, remembering it wrong. Because, like, I like I remember Teen Girl Squad's feeling sort of fresh for longer than Trogdor did. But that could also have just been like the popularity of Trogdor versus the popularity of Teen Girl Squad. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that they had like, I don't know, like there's like 15 more Teen Girl Squad tunes uh, of various lengths and stuff. How about you, Paul? What, what worked for you? What didn't? A uh, couple of things that have worked. I mean, the first is that I realize we're sort of jumping around in the timeline while we're reviewing Mm -hmm. these but the characters are so much more developed and they seem to have a much greater personality by this point i realize we Mm -hmm. really just see strong bad but he's clearly a real character uh whereas you compare that to episode one of this season when we watched the first clip yeah and who's to say what anybody was (laughs) yes uh yeah with the uh the marshmallow episode it it, they they were they were the teen girl squad does Mm -hmm. that make sense like like right it it feels almost like they're referencing their own shallow cartoons Mm -hmm. but then with this sort of like meta framing device that is the strong bad email i don't know like i really like it uh i think it's a joke that works really well um it gives them the opportunity to just play around while still having all of the work that they've put into developing the character you know the character in the world of of the homestar runner Right. Yeah. And there's two other things that I like. The first is Strong Bad's interpretation of how teenage girls talk. Yes. I think it's just great. Yeah. The words word, ite, and the phrase dag yo. Dag yo. That's just amazing. Maybe that's how teenage girls actually did talk in 2002. Maybe. Maybe. Hard to be sure. Yeah. We didn't know any girls. <laughs> well, they, that's certainly true. Okay. Well, uh, so I had one more thing that I did like is the mm-hmm. fact that like, the it it is kind of funny as a as a school teacher uh i interact with 
names all the time of of young people, young people's names. And I just think it's funny that Virginia, Joy, Christian and Jennifer, uh, Kristen and Jennifer are like what I imagine early 2000s school school names are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Like, like that's yeah. what I have in my head is like, yeah, th- those are all names of people from the early 2000s. Like it, it definitely feels like that those were members of my middle school experience you know what i mean right uh it's just funny how there is sort of like a trend with names um and and uh you know how you know now there's like uh i don't know skylers lots of skylers i don't know that i've ever met a skyler but i did remember my third thing that i liked okay about this which which is really what i like about the strong bad emails in general which is the level of sass that the audience seems to enjoy having directed back at them yeah. from this character. Something about that really just tickles me. Absolutely. Well, is there anything else we should dig into in this episode? I mean, the clip was only two minutes long, but <laughs> plenty to go through. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't think there's anything on this uh, this episode. Um, I do hope that I think we're going to do like a Strong Bad email focused episode before we move on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, and we can get more in depth with like the strong bad email sort of persona. Uh, but I just wanted to touch on this one because I thought it was surprising how early it was in the, in the strong bad timeline, so to speak, because this is only about a year after uh, the DVDs would have come out. So like, this is like, you know, hmm. only like, like this is another wave of new cartoons, but right. it's also, I guess it's kind of surprising how slow this all worked because it felt so fast as a kid. Like, it felt like all of this, like, sort of came together very quickly. Um, but it's over the, we've we've now stretched three years of development uh, on this cartoon, which is, you know, a huge, a huge thing for the, for, mm-hmm. you know, the creatives, uh, the brothers Chapman who worked on this. I think it's very impressive. No, Imagine what is. we sound like in three years, Paul. <laughs> Uh, exactly as irrelevant as we do now i think which is (laughs) market share yep yep all right well a big thanks to everyone then for joining us for this episode of plug and missing if you liked what you heard please tell a friend and leave a review on itunes we're still just spooling up the uh, processes here so word of mouth and reviews help a lot if there's something you'd like us to talk about either a clip from homestar runner or an idea for a future season please contact us on the various social media platforms at Plug and Missing, or email us at pluginmissing at gmail.com. You can check out our website at pluginmissing.com for list of episodes and schedule of upcoming clips we're going to get up eventually. Uh, if you want, if you cannot wait two weeks to hear from us again, you can check out our other podcast, The Minute Podcast, which we release in an alternating week-for-week schedule with this one. As always, this episode was co-hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg, produced by John Ward, edited by Paul Reberg, with theme music by me as well. Come back next week where we will be asking you, would you like to update your Flash player? Goodbye. Goodbye. We're glad you could join us for just a little bit discussing Flash animation and what the hell it is until next week. We hope you're well. Please give us five stars on iTunes.